Hello, this is Melissa, and it's Real History on the 14th of December, 2023, and I'm joined today by Neil Foster. Hey, Neil. Hi. How are we doing? Good. Good. We had a quick five-minute catch-up and just got it all in there really, really fast, and I wanted to say off the bat that earlier in the week, well, it's probably about 10 days ago or so, you sent me a photograph of the first egg that one of your hens laid. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, now uh, we've got, I've got a box in the fridge of uh, 18 eggs. Yeah. And I, gave a dozen, I gave a dozen away yesterday, and uh, we've been eating them every day. So there's, I think we've got um, five of them laying now. We've got another three to go. Okay. Well, that's so, but, good. Uh, every, every day there's eggs, every day. And, I mean, you, you notice the difference. I mean, my, my Honduran friend that I worked with uh, before for the past five years, he he came round after work yesterday and picked up a dozen eggs. And he says uh, he'd never had a fresh egg since he left Honduras. I says, well, there's a dozen. There you go. I'll and put I, up pictures of them. They look really healthy. Well. Yeah. Oh, good. Homemade bacon. Yeah. Wow. Where'd homemade you get that? Bacon, yeah. I made it. That's why it's called homemade. You made it. <laughs> Well, I didn't. I didn't grow the pig, obviously. Oh well, but, uh, I was going to say that's new to me. Ah, <laughs> no, I just got. I just got uh, one of these pork fillet, these big long pork fillets you can get in any of the supermarkets, and uh, brine it for a week. Just get rid of all the the extra water they put in it to make it heavier, and uh, smoke it for about an hour and a half, and then there you go, slice it. Oh and you go wow! Back bacon. You got proper bacon, not that rubbish they sell here that uh, they tell you you're supposed to eat. Ah. Uh, it's only any good for cooking with. Interesting. Well, I've, I've got one up on you. I, in the new year, I'm planning on speaking to somebody from the West Coast area, the western part of Canada. And at first he said, well, I don't really know why anybody would want to hear what I have to say because it might, it would just be about, you know, trapping or killing animals or, you know, skinning a bear. And I said, are you kidding? People would love to hear these stories. So we had a really, really quick conversation the other day. And he said, I've got to go now because tomorrow we are killing a, a pig and preparing that. Yeah. So, so they actually, you know, he said, and the reason why is because that particular pig had gotten so large, it was eating up a lot of grain. So the cost of feeding it was becoming prohibitive and they themselves as a family have to eat. So, yeah, well, that's, that's what you used to do in Bulgaria every single year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think it was Easter time you used to kill a pig, but, uh, you stopped all that. Yeah. Well, that's too bad. So, uh, there you go. Well, just anyway. diving right into it, you have I, I have to say too to everyone listening that Neil always is on top of what's going on in the world. And that is just is so impressive to me because I know you're busy and this is your busy time of the year, but you always send me really great well, articles. Well, in fairness, people send them to me. It's not me going looking for them. So, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to come across as a workaholic, but uh, you know, it's, I, I get them. But the, the Irish Sentinel Telegram channel gets a lot of good stuff sent to it. Oh, okay. And, uh, that's that's where I get a lot of stuff. Oh, that's good. Uh, I, I, I really don't have the time to go looking for things. That's that's the truth of it. Well, I don't have time really either for very much of that at all. So I appreciate it when people send me things, and I have to say that you. Uh, I guess via the Irish Sentinel are a great source of information for me. Well, we do try. All right. Well, I have been on such a tight schedule lately that I wanted to focus, maybe not exclusively, but I wanted to start in that part of the world. Okay. And you've sent me a lot of good stuff there. So if you want to dive in with some of those stories... Uh. Well, the first I've just been scrolling back up to what I sent you, and uh, I guess the first one's the Israel building a $55 billion canal. Yes. Uh, we, we mentioned this briefly last time, and there's a, I think that's the one, yeah, it's a, it's a video, yeah, and uh, in that video they talk about, um, I think the number was 250, uh, to save labour, right, to save labour, they were going to set off 250 miniature nuclear devices to build this canal. Now, what about climate change? Where where does that come into it? Yeah. If they're worried about climate change, they're going to set off 250 small nuclear devices to build a canal, right? Uh, I don't hear the UN and the the, um, nuclear arms proliferation people uh, making much noise about that. No, we haven't heard boo. One of the other things that you sent me that I thought was quite interesting was 
the deep fakes. Do you recall that article? I'm just, I'm just scrolling down. Have a look at it. <laughs> uh, keep going, keep going. These Israelis are fighting Hamas on the war's emerging deep fake cyber front. One of the interesting things about this story, it said, um, oh, I'll just read a little bit of it. When CBS News staff in Manhattan sifted through 1,000 videos submitted from people supposedly on the ground in Israel or Gaza last week, only 10% of the submissions were found to be usable. Some of the 900 videos rejected by the staff at CBS were produced by so-called deep fake artificial intelligence, a technology that's made headlines this year for its ability to fool people into believing that someone said something they did not say. CEO Wendy McMahon said in a statement that CBS was quietly building out capabilities to handle the deep fake pandemic, adding some creators of deep fakes are doing so for the purpose of misinformation. Now, the article goes on, but what is interesting to me is that, first of all, this technology does exist, and it will be used. And I noticed that, uh, I don't recall her name off the top of my head, but it was a woman who was basically trained by the World Economic Forum and is a consultant there and has a one or two staff positions in the Canadian government, is now participating in a U.S. government project to ferret out deep fakes. Um, it's a whole government department they created a couple of years ago. But there's two things to think about here. A, your governments are going to be creating deep fakes. And B, how will you know? You may be looking at something real, something terrifying or horrifying or thought-provoking that is genuine, but we're going to be told it's a deep fake. Well, that's, that's uh, I think, I think we might have mentioned this before, that they're making this uh, deep fake thing such a big thing, and they're, they're coming out with it themselves, saying, oh, these are deep fakes, so they, they can cover themselves for anything mm -hmm. at all. Absolutely. Like you say, anything true, they could say, no, no, that's just a fake. Yeah. And they, they could even make a fake. Uh, of something real and then put it out there and people can look at it and, and uh, whatever technical expertise they have, they can look at it and go, oh, no, here's, here's, here's the proof it's a deep fake without right. looking at the actual real one. You that's know? right. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, Fortune magazine that was, wasn't it? Yes. Oh, Los, Los Angeles Times has got it as well. Yes, there so it's, is. It's the, it's the mainstream media putting this out and they, they're, the, they're the perpetrators of all the deep fakes themselves. You know, the mainstream media has been lying about stuff for, well, forever. Yeah, I mean, this is there, there was that famous case that Alan would reference quite often. I think it was two journalists sued Fox Media because a story that they had researched and prepared, Fox decided not to run with. It was just kind of too hot to handle. And in the lawsuit, the judge ruled that news outlets don't have a... The, the legal the, obligation the, to tell the truth. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the, the, the title here on the Los Angeles Times one, and most of these are behind firewalls, but this, uh, well, you can read this one. Uh, fake babies, real horror. So that's exactly what we're talking about. They could, they could mm -hmm. just, uh, they, could, they could turn that around and say, real babies, fake horror. That's yeah. right. I mean... False AI-generated image of the war in Gaza spark alarm. Well, it's, it's not the Palestinians bringing it out. They're, they're not, they, they don't have the ability. They don't even have electricity. So, you know, how can they, how can they be doing it? This it's is all coming from, from Israel. Just, just to counter this, to, to counter what you're saying, because uh, you're, I think you're correct, but the way that that is dealt with is, well, obviously the Hamas... And Palestinians don't have the technology to do this, but guess who's doing it for them? Iran. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. And but, um, yeah, it's um, I, <laughs> there's so many images have come out of. I mean, all you have to see is the devastation caused by the bombs, and that, that's pretty hard to fake when there's so many 
you know, people in the image running about screaming, there's bombs exploding everywhere. I mean, I guess Hollywood could do it, but uh, you'll never see anything this real in Hollywood. You, you can you can tell that's real. Yes. You know. Yeah. Um, just because of the there's no there's no production to it. Put it that way. Uh, it's just raw, you know. And uh, the um, all you have to look at is the devastation caused to realise what's going on there. And uh, you know we'll probably talk about it later. But uh, all, all we're here now is that uh, oh well, uh, Hamas have moved south. Hamas have moved south. So the, the Palestinians have been told to move south, south, south towards Egypt. Well, I can imagine when they all get to Egypt, they're, go- they're going to still keep bombing them. And oops, there's a, a, a stray bomb went into Egypt. Now Egypt has to retaliate. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's how they escalate it. Because the, the, the Egyptians aren't going to let a million Palestinians walk across the border, are they? Uh, I mean, you wouldn't so think so. where are they supposed to go? Because yeah. they've told them they're not getting to go back to their homes up in the north. And as we just mentioned, they're building that canal, so they don't want them there. Yeah, and, and the you know, of course, they're poo-pooing the whole canal theory as an explanation of what's going on. They're saying, oh, well, we've been talking about this for a long time. Uh, okay, yeah, true enough. But, you know, now you're, it looks like you're actually doing it, <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, I mean, they could have, they could have uh, if they were the, the only, uh, in inverted commas, democracy in the Middle East, they would have went to the, the Palestinians and said, look, we want peace here. You know, we want to build this canal. If they were really nice people, you know, um, we want to build this canal and it's going to have real economic benefit for the whole region. Um, do you want to be involved? That would be diplomacy, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, no, we'll, we'll just bomb you out of there and murder you. That's that's the, that's the cheaper solution because we don't want to give you anything. Well, we'll keep going, but I'm going to look for something that actually went up on this week's Redux that's kind of interesting. It, You know, one of the things, I'm sure you have seen this, but Israel for the oh, it's probably been a month now, but they floated very loudly the idea that they wanted Tony Blair to be the humanitarian... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, uh, they, 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 uh, I don't know if it was the UN, but uh, a peace, basically a peace broker. Yes. I mean, we, we saw that before. Didn't wasn't he appointed to something similar in Iraq? Didn't they tout him for that as well? Uh, I'm not sure if they actually took up that position. Well, I, I think I think what he, I think what happened in in Iraq was he was in charge of war crimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, what better man? Eh? Yeah. <laughs> takes take one. Takes a walker, no walker. <laughs> but I mean, this is just so absolutely rich. The redux that I put up, I, there was a segment there where Alan was, this was back in 2011, and he was reading an article that John Kerry, who at that time was the U.S. Secretary of State mm-hmm. and is now the U.S. Uh, climate czar and is over at yeah. COP28. Well, Kerry back then was saying, oh, we're working with Tony Blair to, uh, so that he can be in charge of a three billion pound plan to revitalize Palestine's economy. Yeah, are the Palestinians getting that three billion? Are they? Uh, I, no, I, I doubt no, it. No, no, I doubt it. The, the I, mean, co- I guess if I guess if Tony Blair doesn't get the job, they can dig dig, dig up the rotting corpse of Henry Kissinger and uh, put him in that position because uh, he'd probably he'd probably take that one. It's it's really it's beyond a travesty. I mean, we can joke about it, but it's just disgusting. Is the only yeah. word that you can. Well, you, I, yeah, I listened to your thing on um, dynamic independence, and you mentioned it again in the in the Redux about the the secretaries of state. You know, they're, they're not called secretaries; they're secretaries. They're the ones that keep the secrets. Yeah. And um, every one of them's evil. Every single one of them. And if you look at uh, uh, Britain. You know, the foreign secretaries, they're all the same. All made from the same cloth. You know, they're all evil, evil people. Who, who, uh, I, I, I just, I know, I know they're psychopaths, but, uh, I still don't know how they sleep at night. They obviously don't watch, watch the horrors they inflict on people. No, I, I, I mean, and it is a type, you know, see that there's a type 
the psychopathic type and the, the, the question, the provocative question that Alan would ask about a psychopath is, you know, he said in certain traditions, say certain Christian traditions, but other traditions too, you would describe somebody with these qualities as being demonically possessed. So he would ask the provocative question, are you looking at a possessed person or are you looking at a psychopath? Is is this just linguistics? But I remember hearing something about Churchill and the bathtub. He loved to take a bath and have one of his aides come in and update him on things as he played in the bathtub. And he was literally, I mean, this is a piece of history that somebody said, he had a little tray with his toy soldiers, and he was just playing toy soldiers in the bathtub as somebody was telling him how many people had been killed be the day before and the the yeah. particular battles going on. So, yeah, what are what are we looking at? Well, of course, Churchill was in charge of the Navy, wasn't he, in the First World War and, and dis- yes. basically destroyed it? Yes. So maybe that was, his, uh, that was his training ground with his bathtub with his rubber duck and his toy soldiers, and maybe that's why he failed at that job. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're, we're looking at evil. I mean, there's no what do you call them psychopaths or you know demonically possessed. Uh, they're evil. There's, there's no doubt about it. Absolute evil. Absolutely. I, 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 it's it's incredible that uh, you know the public will sit back and and accept these people as uh, some type of authority over them. Because they think they think that these people are only going to do it to foreigners. No, they'll do it to you. They do it to you. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I mean, this to that to that degree with the you know uh, flattening a whole area of land. I mean, who, <sighs> these people will do it in America if they have to. Yeah. Well, they did it in Maui, right? I mean, just look at what went on. One of the things I I remember seeing some footage during the COVID years of some nurses and medical personnel protesting outside of a hospital because they were being forced to take the jibby jab. And the signs were, you know, no mandates, no force this or that. And then amongst this little handful, this little pack of protesters, were several Trump signs. And I was thinking, yeah. what is wrong with these people? This is, you know, Mr. Operation Warp Speed, yeah. who claims to have taken this experimental injection himself and telling people, uh, well, you know, it, it, it's it, the belief that these people are you, that they're one of you and that they care about you is it's mind boggling to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, um, you know, I thought. I can't remember if it was Alan or somebody else I listened to that said, you know, you're, you're voting for people you don't even know. Why, why would you put these people in control of your life? You don't even know them. That's right. You know, it, it's, it's, inc- it's incredible. You put your, you're, you're basically putting your life in their hands. That's what you're doing to total strangers who have a record, as we said, of pure evil against other people. Provable pure evil. And evil intent. You, roll up every four or five years and put your mark in the box and say, oh, well, they've got to be better than the last one, right? And uh, hopium is a oh. term, I think. Um, but how people can go through life. I, I, I honestly have never seen things improve, ever, ever. If you're paying attention, nothing ever improves. Look at, look at the state of the economies. It's always boom, bust, boom, bust. But I, I never really see the vast majority of people uh, getting ahead at all. They maybe will momentarily, then interest rates go up and they lose everything. You know, there's never any stability. They don't want stability. They want chaos all the time to keep you like running on the on the treadmill. Or like Alan would say, that you're stampeding cow, right? We're, we're stampeding every day of the week, just trying to get ahead. I guess we're getting off topic. But <laughs> no, I, I mean because we're really not. Because what is going on in the Middle East, even if it looks like theater over there, it has many, many effects on us. Not the least of which will be financial. Yeah, and, and, and another thing, I think it's uh, it's. I mean, the mainstream media is showing some of the devastation and all of that stuff that's coming out of there. Uh, people, I, I don't know how they're getting out because they're no electricity and stuff. But they're getting out on mobile phones and stuff. Um, but 
a lot of people, ordinary people, are seeing the devastation there. And it's kind of um, desensitization program. You know, this, uh, they're, they're, they're animals, right? They're animals. Right. You know, uh, and, and most most people, I, I, I couldn't believe it the other day. There. They have, uh, you've probably seen this as well, they have uh, veterans out on the streets and they've got all these flags for sale. You know, we've got signs up, help a vet. And they sell these, all Trump flags, always Trump flags. Mm-hmm. And I saw one the other day, they're selling an Israeli flag and a combination of an Israeli and an American flag. Uh. And I thought, what is wrong with these people? What is wrong with these people? Who, is, is that not a desecration of the flag? Is, is that not like a treasonous thing to do? Uh. I don't know. But anyway, I, I just thought, what, do veterans really believe that that Israel's Mr. Nice Guy has got to be defended at all costs, even if, even if it means those veterans sending their own sons over there to die? Are they, are they insane? I mean, there is orchestrated insanity going on. I can't tell you. I mean, if I had a dollar for every time I had seen some kind of a press conference or a political person standing up on a podium where there was an Israeli flag on one side of them and a U.S. flag on the other. And I think probably people in Great Britain have similar situations. I mean, think back to Blair and, you know, they're, they're, it's cozy. These are cozy. Well, just, they have the, exactly the same thing in Britain because they have the, um, the Conservative Friends of Israel and the Labour Friends of Israel. Mm-hmm. Exactly the same thing as having the U.S. So the generations same, same have been raised somehow thinking that, we're one. And remember, too, the standing ovations that Netanyahu got when he came over to U.S. Congress. Mm-hmm. You know? When he, I, I mean, he's, he's, that, that guy has been... Uh, what's this? He's not been charged. He's been, he's been accused of, of crimes for many, many years, decades. And he keeps coming back and coming back and coming back and, and doing worse and worse things. And every every Israeli prime minister is a war criminal, as far as I can see. Ariel Sharon and all them bombed the Palestinians over many years. Um, nobody was brought up for the USS Liberty. I mean, Diverton does not know that history. Mm-hmm. That the Israelis bombed their own ship. I, I think I think a lot of them don't. These things are so. I mean, I noticed that in the little area where I live, they had U.S. flags lining the main street as they do for things like Memorial Day and Fourth of July. And I was writing with one of my relatives who said, "Why are all the flags up?" I said, "Well, it's Pearl Harbor Day." <laughs> <laughs> And this has been demonstrably proven to be a false flag that even the most mainstream historians have had to revise the telling of what happened on Pearl Harbor. But it doesn't matter. It changes nothing. It's in the narrative. And that's, I, I think it's much, much worse with the bombing of the Liberty. Very few people actually know the truth. Yeah. There's a very good documentary, uh, I think it's about two hours, I think it's over two hours long, about the, the bombing of the US Liberty, and it's actually got some of the, the sailors that were on that ship telling them what, telling them what happened that day. I saw and a little could, bit of that, it's very good. Yeah, and they, they clearly identified the Israeli planes that were bombing them. Yeah. There was no doubt about it, and they were flying an, an oversized American flag to make sure they were visible. Mm-hmm. So they knew who they were, and they... They did it deliberately to try and cause a war and to try and get America into the Middle East and, and do their dirty work for them. And they're doing the same thing again. Yeah. And these, sh- these ships that are getting attacked, supposedly getting attacked in the Red Sea, it's the same thing. Another false flag just went to happen. You know, if, if, you, want to, if you want to create a false flag, you put something, something over there uh, that can be attacked. Yeah. You know, by whoever. And the U.S. government has made sure from the very beginning, even in the days leading up to this surprise, uh, they made sure that there were lots of U.S. Uh, vessels in the region. Mm-hmm. So, But they don't seem to care about the Americans that are actually living in Gaza who have been killed no. by Israeli bombs. No. They don't care about them. And it's, it's you know, I mean, people are people, and we are all um, under... 
a brainwashing propaganda blitz by our governments. And the Israelis are the same, and it is this, that wherever you are and whoever you are, it's okay when your government tells you you've got some authorized, your two minutes of hate going on. Because recall... Just remember that before, that during uh, Operation COVID, the Israelis were furious with Netanyahu and his policies. They were protesting that again. They were protesting him not very many months before this surprise attack. Uh, And this one was to do with a law that he had just uh, run roughshod through there. And there were, you know, thousands of people protesting him. And I thought, as I was listening to this redux and Alan was saying, well, a lot of times people in the country, they don't know themselves what's going on and these policies are put into play against their wishes. I went looking for footage and sure enough, the Israelis are protesting again. But unfortunately, okay. if you look at what they're protesting, they are protesting. They want Netanyahu out, many of them by the thousands, but they okay. want him out because Hamas still has hostages. Yeah. How I about guess. wanting okay. him out because of what's been going on for decades? Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a lot of uh, debate whether these hostages are still alive because Israel's yeah. been bombing them. Well, that's true. The, the, the Hannibal, the Hannibal directive. Yes. You've heard it. Yeah. I mean, the, their policy is not to not to allow hostages to live because they they don't want them to be used as bargaining chips. Right. So that their policy is to murder their own citizens. So why are they talking about hostages? They don't want them back. No. You know? And the, one, the ones that have actually been released, from what I understand, uh, you've seen, seen some of the footage, um, <laughs> they seem to be uh, very well treated. And uh, they've, they've come out and admitted that they were more fear of the IDF than they were of Hamas. Mm-hmm. And some of them, some of them actually at that uh, music festival were witnesses to the idea of shooting their own people. That's right. Then it's just, and and as you said, I think those protests must be orchestrated to cover up the fact that there's far more to be protesting about than a few hostages. Exactly. Far and more. Absolutely. And the thing, you know, it, and I'm not vilifying, you know, because to me, the people who live in a country, yeah, they, you have a responsibility. If you're willfully ignorant, yes, you're responsible for that. It's the same thing if U.S. people just want to keep voting for these mass murderer psychopaths that they think are going to ride in and drain the swamp. Well, yeah, that is a problem. But we are under serious mind control. But the Israelis, if these hostages were still alive and they were released then what would be the point of carrying on this war, mm-hmm. right? That's, yeah, that's why, that's why they've got to make up the story of hostages. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, 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 you know if, I mean, Hamas has come out and said they don't have any. And who, who can argue with them? And who can prove otherwise? Mm-hmm. Who can prove they do have them? You, you can't prove a negative, can you? you no. You can't, you can't prove anything. Netanyahu can say, oh, they've got X amount of hostages, and that's it. People believe them. Because he's he's Netanyahu, right? He can, he can do no wrong, <laughs> and yet and yet they hate him. Uh, yeah. It is. It's a very it's sad, sad. You know, the double think of all of the false reality that we live under is is tragic. I I, I am absolutely sick of people saying to me uh, when they talk about voting. You know, I say, look, if you vote for criminals, you're going to get criminals, and in my opinion, they're all criminals. So why should I bother voting for them? And they go, oh, it's your fault that uh, if you don't vote, it'll be your fault if Biden gets in or da-da-da. I say, no, it won't. It'll be your fault because you voted. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with me. I didn't vote for anybody. She says, you, you get what you vote for. right? You get the criminal you deserve, right? <laughs> and then don't come to me complaining when it all goes pear-shaped because it's nothing to do with me. You see these signs out here, uh, don't blame me, I voted for Trump. <laughs> don't blame me for what? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, exactly. All the all the all the uh, jibby jab deaths. Uh, I think you can lay that on Trump. Yep. To a certain extent, right? But uh, <laughs> the, the, as you say, the, the, this uh, I think it's it's definitely one of the biggest, if not the biggest, uh, barrier to people waking up is the left right thing. 
if they could just get over that and realise that the enemy is the government, it doesn't matter what government it is, the enemy is the government, um, maybe we'd start getting somewhere. It is very difficult, I think, for people, because this kind of thing starts when you're really young. I mean, let me just ask you a question, Neil. Did Were you always suspicious of the government, or were you left-leaning or right-leaning and, and really I, into I, it? The only, the only party I ever voted for, because I thought at the time when I was young, uh, the only party I ever voted for was the SNP. Because they they were they were saying all the things that the young people at that time wanted to hear that Scotland would be independent, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. And then I think I can't remember. Early twenties I think I stopped voting. Early twenties. Because I realised that they were lying. I just thought they're lying as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and then many years later I think Alex Salmon came out and said uh so he was asked um what would happen if Scotland became independent uh, in relation to the European Union. And he turned around and says, "Oh well, we won't be we won't be out, out of the European Union for long. We'll just reapply the day after." Uh-huh. I said, "Well," and I, and I thought, uh, "Well, you're not independent, then, are you? You couldn't sign up to a foreign government. So you're just a bunch of liars. If you want to be independent, be independent. Why why are you even talking about the European Union? Who was that female head of the SNP um, that was in?" The- which one? Oh, well, the, the level one that's just left. Yeah, the one that just left what was her. Oh, <laughs> you know I can't even remember her name. She's so forgettable. Um, jeez, what's her name? Uh, Sturgeon. 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 Yeah. Well, it, I knew it was fishy. You know, you've got salmon. Well, you've got salmon and sturgeon. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's now gone off and started his own party called, uh, I believe it's called Alba, just just to get a bit of Gaelic into it to make it sound authentic. You know, but again, that's the guy that said they joined the European Union straight away. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, Sturgeon, uh, Sturgeon is the the famously lesbian leader of the SNP. Yeah. Do you recall? Do you remember that photo shoot that she had, where she was straddling like a horse? She was riding a missile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, th- these are the kinds of people. They will do anything. They will. Well, she's, a, she's also the person that uh, brought in the law of sending them um, so-called transgender men at the women's prisons, and then somebody raped somebody in the prison, and, sh- and that was part of the reason they had to get rid of her. Uh, I did not know about that. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no surprise she'd be up. Isn't it funny that uh, so-called uh, homosexual, etc., are such a small, small proportion of the, po- uh, the population, and yet they seem to be very prevalent in politics. But How is that? Perverts. I mean, <laughs> they're not just uh, they're not just uh, gay or, or lesbian. I mean, look at that guy that's uh, been stealing women's underwear from the airport. It's in the American government. That guy. I don't know about this one. T- uh, he's, oh, I can't remember his name. <laughs> he's, he's got he's got a high profile position in, Biden, in Biden's uh, cabinet. And he's been stealing women's underwear, uh, stealing the suitcases at the airport. He, he walks about in a dress, and he's got a beard, openly, supposedly transgender, but he's actually a man. Wait, wait uh, a minute! You're not talking about the health secretary, are you? No, 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 no. There's uh, no. Uh, oh, I didn't. That, that thing, Richard, Richard Levine. Uh huh. <laughs> that thing, that thing that's uh, apparently. I mean, we're, we're going way off tangent here, but the. There's been uh, an investigation into fluoride, a trial, an actual trial. It's been going on for five years. And the conclusion's coming up, I think, this this coming week or the week after. Well, within the next month, anyway. And she, he, sorry, has blocked all the information coming out of that for, for months to try and stop it coming out. Because it's damning, obviously. The fluoride in the water supply. Ah, interesting. I haven't been following it that is interesting. Well, um, that's astonishing that Biden has two bearded, dress-wearing creatures in his... Uh... Well, he might have more. I'm not sure. <laughs> you can tell these days. Oh, Kamala. I don't know. Kamala the horse. No. Um, no, apparently she slept her way to the top, but that doesn't really mean anything these days. She could have been sleeping with anything. Who knows? A missile. But see, what you're talking about, I mean, we're back to the point that we're making, which is the people who gravitate towards politics are psychopathic, 
Um, and the meaning they don't, there's no right and there's no wrong. It's whatever is expedient. It's whatever turns them on. It's whatever they want, whenever they want it. Those are the kinds of people who make it in politics. Yeah. Oh, here it is. Biden's our first non-binary luggage thief. <laughs> uh, hold on. That's a, that's a video. I don't want to play that. Uh, Sam Brinton, <laughs> it's called Sam Brinton. Right, and this is this is a uh, 2022. Uh, he's, oh, he's gender fluid. Uh, it's Sam Brinton. Um, a felony arrest warrant was issued for Brinton on grand larceny charges on Friday after they were accused of stealing luggage at Harry Reid's. Uh, I guess that's an airport. But um, it, it, I think he's done it three times now, and he's still got his job. Oh my goodness! Oh, he's, he's in charge of nuclear waste. Ah. In charge of nuclear waste, and he's stealing women's underwear at the airport. <laughs> And he walks about in a dress and he's got a beard. Uh, I mean, if, if they wanted to put us off politics, this is the way to do it. You know, they want us to, to look at our, our uh, supposed governments and say, oh, we, we can't be having this anymore. Did you ever Let's see the in. movie... Let's bring in something better. Yeah, did you see Kubrick's um, Dr. Strangelove? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, that seems so tame... That that character seems just downright sane and level-headed, and <laughs> yeah. when you look at what they're putting us through, and and it really is uh, around the world, you know. In the Redux that went up on the weekend, I was looking into Tony and Sherry Blair because of uh, the mentions that Alan had made in those old talks. And I didn't know that much about some of the personal gossip that went around, you know, about them at the time. But they had this strange new age guru woman that they hung out with. It was, it, it made, it made headlines over and over and over again because people claimed she was showering with Madame Blair and Oh no, she didn't do that, you know. She uh, and then some people said, "Well, yeah, she did, but she was just trying to scrub the toxins off of her." And <laughs> <laughs> what cocaine? Yeah. <laughs> cocaine. Yeah. yeah. And then well, I read something. So there was a U.S. woman. Uh, I don't know her name or who she was married to, but she hosted a huge fundraiser for Tony and Sherry Blair, and she was a former uh, porn star. So this is who our elected officials hang out with. This is what they get up to. And we somehow think that's okay. And it isn't just, you know, Biden or Hunter Biden or the, you know, Tony and Sherry Blair. It's all of them are bent like willow branches. They're as bent as you can get. Yeah, well, I mean, Tony Blair, of course, um, I'm just trying to find a, an article on it. But um, he used his name, his middle name's Charles Charles Linton, back in the eighties. He, he was arrested in a park in a in a men in a uh, a bathroom in the park, um, ah. committing homosexual acts on young boys. You know that that before he was a politician. So you know he was he was prime for the uh, the top, wasn't he? Oh my goodness, I did not know that. Yeah. That's uh. he, was, he was charged there. Uh, here we are. He was charged on the. Uh, Model conduct, but he used his middle name's Charles Linton, not Tony Blair. So, what? Uh, I had never heard of this. This is just. Oh, this is this is. Uh, <laughs> oops, that page can't be found. There you go. Um, let me see. Edward Heath. Da, 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 da. Okay, yeah, that, this was uh, this was um, this came out a long, long time ago. Ah, I did not um, hear this one, my man. It, yeah, you know. here we are. Here we are. I think it's. If we can find us. Yeah, anyway, I could. Uh, yeah, Charles Linton's convictions, aka Tony Blair. I think somebody's sent in a Freedom of Information request here. I wonder if that was answered. <laughs> Probably not. Thank you for the request. Da, 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 da. No, they ain't going to tell you. Oh, well, you have a PDF, hold on. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he was, um, he was charged with moral misconduct in a public bathroom. Oh my goodness! Before he was uh, ever heard of, uh, he might have been a council member or something like that. But uh, it was before he was uh, well known, anyway. If you think about the intelligence agencies and operatives that they have used, uh, you know Jeffrey Epstein, 
and Ghislaine Maxwell famously, but we just know that this kind of business must go on country by country. Mm. I'm guessing Sam Sam Brinton was fired from his job for stealing airport luggage. Oh, so they did fire him. After after the second or third time, of course. Yeah. I don't even want to send you this I'll send you this picture anyway. this, is, this is the guy I mean as I say how, how can you take um, politics seriously when you've got this kind of uh, character and, and, uh, and funnily um, just, just notice the background of that picture if you, if you can see it um, it's in rainbow colours and it's got the word inversion uh-huh. behind it I see so that everything, everything's inverted yeah. yeah. That's that's a man, right? Yes. <laughs> and, okay, so uh, what we're looking part. at, you know, for those of you who watch a little video that I'll make later, what we're looking at is a headline from the Daily Mail newspaper. Um, the non-binary Biden official Sam Brinton fired for stealing airport luggage. And he's a shaved head in a red kind of cocktail gown thing with lots of sequins and glittery stuff and uh you know paste. he always dresses in red always oh really okay which is uh, very telling mm-hmm. red lipstick okay. i mean it, it's a, it's clearly a shaved head man wearing red lipstick and a red dress uh, yeah. I, I you know and and honestly neil laugh as we will this is evil yeah. And what you see, it says it looks like inversion at one place, you see, the one angle. But when he moves his head, you can see the sign again. And the word is conversion. A conversion, okay. And when yeah. when you have a ritual... Oh, I see. Yes, I can think yeah. Okay. I, I, exactly. And I don't, you know, I don't want to go out uh, too far on this limb here, but um, for... Ritual, in certain kinds of ritual, the cross is hung upside down. Mm-hmm. That's in, that is inversion. Mm-hmm. Well, this is conversion. I, I guess it's pushing conversion therapy. Yeah. Oh well, maybe so. Yeah. I, or I just don't. a con. Yeah. <laughs> I I think if somebody actually suggested conversion therapy to the you know you'd be arrested for being a hater. Uh, As I've said, if any of these people want to come out and uh, believe that there are a woman trapped in a man's body, the, the first thing that should happen is to get whisked off to the hospital, be castrated. That's it. You, you want to take this seriously? Okay, fine. We'll, we'll sort that out for you. We'll pay for it. How about that? You can have your genitals removed and uh, we'll plug some silicon into you and uh, see how you get on. How about that? Oh, I think I'd rather be a man. Uh, That'd be the first thing out of the mouth. It's... You know, it, it, it's all... It, it's, uh, as uh, you know, as uh, angry Paul, North, North was, angry yeah. was saying, you know, there's, there's people taking advantage of this. Absolutely. And in a big, big way. And uh, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to anything of the the John Euler stuff I sent you. No, I mean, I, uh, no. I, not yet. I, I thought I couldn't be shocked. Um, and he had a, an interview with, uh, I think the lady lives in America, but she's got a Scottish accent. And some of the things she's she's been. Uh, looking into my God, you, uh, <laughs> I'll give you one example. This is—I mean, this is horrific. But uh, there's a thing called uh, nullify. There's a gender called nullify or something. They call them nullos. And she reported on this case where I think it was half a dozen men or eight men or something like that met in an apartment in London, and they castrated each other and ate the penises. Now that's a part of you with the once, right? And this is a sexual fetish, apparently. I mean, how, how, how mentally ill do you have to be to do something like that? Uh-uh. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. It's, it's absolutely, that's how, and basic, and yeah, I mean, the, the stuff about John Euler is he's, he's, he would, he'd say that anybody who goes down this road, this trans thing, um, in terms of the, the children, uh, has suffered serious trauma, mainly child abuse, sexual child abuse, uh, and that the, the adults who are going down this route just claiming to be women are basically sexual predators who are um, totally um, brain dead on pornography. Mm-hmm. 
and it takes them down this road to children and all the rest of it and what's going on and that that the, these, these men meeting in an apartment to cash each other is just way down there you know way way down the, the depths of hell if you like Absolutely. Um, there, I can't uh, bring her name to mind right now, but there is a, a woman who is a psychologist who speaks about this regularly. I, I think she may have a substack and she tweets. And she has been, you know, of course, labeled a hater and accused of shaming these people. And she said, there's some behavior that people engage in that is shameful and they should feel ashamed and they should be shamed and we should be publicly shaming them. Well, uh, well put it this way, if, if those people are complaining that she's uh, shaming them, then don't, they must feel guilty about what they're doing, right? Well, that's a good piece of logic there, Neil. Well, they must do because they wouldn't, they wouldn't say anything about it. Right. They'd be proud of it. Uh, yeah. To be happy. Oh, well, what's, what is it to be ashamed about? Yeah, that's true. So, well, the, one of the articles that uh, we were going to stay in the Middle East today, but one of the articles <laughs> yeah. that you sent me a day or two ago were parents who were outraged after a trans-identifying boy, and and all that means is he is a boy. Is. Yeah. Who, he's address. a boy who says he feels like a girl and has put a dress on. He well, I, I think, won well, a girls' Irish dancing competition. Okay, so he won the dancing competition in Ireland and is now heading to the world competition. And I know you have lived in Ireland and you and you are working for, you know, I mean, you've got connections to the Irish Sentinel, et cetera, et cetera. But Ireland has been hit especially hard in the last decade. And now they're being flooded, flooded with immigrants. Mm -hmm. And they are not allowed to talk about it. No. No, well, it, I, I sent the other thing, the hate speech bill. Literally now, I mean, we talked about this uh, this thing in the UK about the, the authorities that all these government departments have been allowed to commit crimes. Now, here you have an island, they're just uh, bringing in this hate speech stuff, and the police can just break in your house and steal all your computer equipment, your phones, everything, and just uh, any time of the day or night, but no reason whatsoever. Yes. I mean, that, what, are we living in Nazi Germany now? Yeah. Really? Or the Soviet Union? Because that's, that's exactly what went on there. Yeah. I, I, I think we are. I mean, I... I think that what happened in the last now going on four years is that we've turned the corner into the point of no return so mm -hmm. that people who can make it through or survive are people who've, who've been able to hold on to sanity. Maybe they've got some hens laying eggs and they're looking after themselves. They've taught themselves how to make bacon. <laughs> Yeah, but well, for most people, <laughs> for most people who uh, we we've turned a corner to the point of no return, where right really has become wrong, mm -hmm. and good has become evil, and we're As there. So below, isn't it? yes, As above, so below. yes. Yeah. You know, you notice in that uh, the photograph included in that uh, article, parents outraged after trans, they, they all look very very tanned. I don't see any white Irish legs there. <laughs> uh, maybe that's just a, maybe that's just a photograph. But uh, I mean, I like Scots and Irish are you know we're pretty white. Yeah, I, it's, I see what you're saying. I mean, there may be one pair of legs that uh, that one next to number one twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, well, just good yeah. light. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't look like white girls to me. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that, that says it all, really. Um, but uh, I did send you one, actually, which on a positive note, uh, regarding this that exact same thing. Uh, I think it was a women's basketball team. And was that a basketball team? And they refused to compete. They just walked off the court. So, you know, we're not competing against a man. Simple as that. Yes. Yeah. Did I send you that one? Um, I'm looking forward. It doesn't ring a bell, but... Um it's it's a uh, good story, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the basketball team, the the, the women got on there and just uh, as soon as they saw this guy coming out, they just uh, walked off, and refused to compete against them. 
Yeah. I I mean, this is the only, yeah, this is the only way it is. It is if there can be pockets of sanity here and there where people say, no, we don't care what you tell us or how you drill it, try to drill this into our heads. No, this isn't happening. We're not doing it. Well, they they use this word phobia for everything, don't they? Homophobic, transphobic, Mm -hmm. all this stuff. And I don't have an irrational fear of of, uh, these people that uh, are mentally ill, dressing in, you know, men dressing in as women. I don't have a fear of them. You know, they're mentally ill, they need help. Um, uh, Why should I be afraid of them? I'm not afraid of them. It's the ideology that's uh, being inflicted on the rest of society that people need to be worried about. It's not those individuals. Mm-hmm. It's the whole ideology that they're pushing uh, because it's going to affect people's children in the future. That's what they should be worried about. They should be worried about the teachers who are pushing this stuff. They should be worried about the politicians who are pushing this stuff and go after them. Because with, with this, uh, this whole idea of gender dysphoria, that, that's been a made-up nonsense that's been put in these children's heads mm-hmm. to make them believe this stuff. Mm-hmm. A, these words are weapons. People don't understand that these words are weapons uh, to brainwash people. Well, you might be gender dysphoric. Oh, what does that mean? Oh, it means you might feel like you're a girl instead of a boy. Oh, is that what it is? Okay, mm-hmm. well, maybe, maybe you're right, teacher, because you know better, right? If what has gone on in the area of gender, gender politics, this is something that is so evil, it can't... You can't stress that word enough because when they're going after children, they're going after the future. They're going after the future and they're going after after beings, human beings who will not have a chance to know truth. They will well, not have, have a, a chance. They won't have a they life. They won't have a chance to know truth. Their they, their concept of reality has been so messed with, and they've been told by every authority figure, their teachers, their school principals, their parents, mm-hmm. who go along with this and say, well, yes, if you feel like you're a little girl. And this is happening across the world. I'm sure it's happening less in places where they don't have the money to throw after needless operations and hormones, but... I bet there's not many transgenders in Gaza. I bet you're right. <laughs> or the Middle East, for that matter. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure this, that they get the, the he-he's, they call them, I guess, in the, the Far East, but um, they're generally still men. You mm-hmm. know, they're not... Uh, they, they, all, they didn't identify as trans, mm-hmm. you know. No, the, the major attacks that are going on right now are attacks against uh, the West, Europe, mm-hmm. the U.S., Canada. This is where the Australia, this is where the big push is on. The white, the white countries, basically, to put it bluntly. Huh? You know, European, European countries. But, you know, you see, we're in such a state right now. I was uh, thinking about the labeling after World War II, labeling Americans as fascist. And all I did was type in uh, post-World War II America fascist. And the very first thing that came up on my uh, search was critical critical theory, anti-Semitic conspiracy, something to that effect. So, in other words, thinking about anything that is uh, not accepted is going to get you labeled with some sort of a hate label. If you talk about your being displaced, and this is not a racist sentiment, it may there may be elements of of tribe and of identification it or, but it really is you are being displaced in your country it's happening in europe it's happening in ireland it's happening in the united states i i mean i i personally i, I got out of scotland because i just couldn't stand it anymore because the people was just they were gone they wouldn't they wouldn't see what was happening right in front of their, their eyes to their own country, and they, they were never going to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. I said, well, is this really what I 
is this really where I want to be? Well, no. And it is, again, I say that it's not racist because if the inverse was happening, if white Europeans or white Americans were flooding a, an, an African country or a Middle Eastern country by the thousands and the hundreds of thousands, there would be outrage from the people who live there because well, they have this old-fashioned notion that a country is the language you speak, it's the people who are there, and we've had multiculturalism and internationalism shoved down our throats for a lifetime. Yeah. Well, white, white people did invade these countries. You know, they did go into Africa and invade them in the Middle East and all the rest of it. And and what what did they go there to do? They went there to slaughter people. So are, are we seeing the same thing going to happen in reverse? Is that why is that why we've been inundated with all these people? I don't know, um, you know, that I'm not sure that I can say that white people went there to slaughter people. White people may have been sent to places like to get resources. Yeah, I mean, and and there was plenty of slaughtering that went on. Yeah, but what? But if you talk about replacement, because what mm. happened? What has happened when white people go into a country? Is yes, there's slaughtering that goes on, and there's resource theft that goes on. But where you're you're talking about thousands and thousands of people who are being sent down to replace the people. Mm. Well, yeah, the white the white people the, that were sent yeah. over there were sent over there to fight. They weren't. They, they didn't stay behind. Didn't stay. Right. Some, right. some of them did, obviously, but uh, you know, not in large numbers. They went there to do the thing, and then they left again. I mean, um, I'm not excusing it. What white people have done for their governments, their butcher psychopathic oh, governments, is awful. awful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's you know, when I watch, um, I guess the, the one that comes to mind the most is uh, Zulu, right? Yes. And that's that's Scottish people in that movie, and I'm thinking, I, you know, they say, are you not proud to be Scottish? I think, well, you know. I'm not proud of a lot of things he did, yeah. <laughs> but you can, I, I don't. I've always seen pride, being proud of something as uh, of an achievement. Yeah. You got to, you know. I don't see how you can be proud of your nationality. You can be, you know, you can have some kind of uh, your, your connection to it, but I, I don't think that's pride. I think it's you're just connected to the country or whatever. Um, but when you see, like, you know, the, the, the English particularly think of themselves as as. Uh, they're the Brits, you know, everybody else is a, an outsider. Um, then they're, they're, they're proud of all these uh, colonies and all that that they set up and all that. And they have no idea of the, the absolute brutality and savagery that it took to get those colonies. They have no sense of, like, like Alan said, his, the, the horror show of history. They have no mm-hmm. idea what went on. Mm-hmm. No idea whatsoever. They think that uh, these, these people just went over to, you know, South Africa or, or wherever. And just walked in and were welcomed in with open arms and set up businesses. You know, they have no concept of the the fact that they went there and just flattened the place. Right. I don't want to run over. We're going to wrap it up here. But I, in, on that topic, I would say that just because white people were involved through their governments or through their own bad choices that went along with something like slavery, for example, there is not an excuse for the elimination of a race of people because of something those people did 100 years or 200 years ago, this whole idea of reparations or it's okay. And you get this in the United States all the time now. White people simply don't have... Um, this, this is being said in academia white privilege we don't have a right to exist because we are by nature not good <laughs> yeah and and who are the united nations to tell us we are not good yeah come on yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. well i mean I, I i said it before like the scots there's only like five million of us left we, we're an ethnic minority right on this mm-hmm. planet as are the irish Right? Why are we not getting reparations? Because we've been persecuted. That's right. We've been persecuted for centuries. Yes. Uh, just the same as the black folk were. We were persecuted before they were. Yeah. And, and before the, the Indians in America were. We were persecuted way, way before them. That's, you know? it, so it, where's, it, our, where's our money? Where's our cash? Come on. Yeah. 
It's sadly all of this, everything that we're talking about is divide and conquer tactics, mm -hmm. turn people against people because, you know, as Alan would often point out, you show me the good old days for whites, European whites or, or American whites, Canadian whites, because, he, you know, he'd say, you show me that because what I can show you, Alan talking, is peasants. Mm -hmm. Or dumb, stupid animals who've been used for yeah. military yeah. You know, foreign I, policy. I, I said that to somebody in the store once. Uh, it was on. Uh, it was Veterans Day, and I also have short hair. And uh, somebody, one of the the checkout people, said, "Oh, the discount today for veterans. Are you veterans?" I said, "No, I'm not." And she said, uh, "I'll give you the discount anyway because you got the best accent of the day." And I said, "Do you know?" And I said, "Do you know what George uh, Henry Kissinger said about about the military?" And I quoted that quote to them, and they kind of looked at me all kind of raise their eyebrows and stuff. I says, that's your government. That's what they think of your veterans. That's what they think of your veterans. I said, I wasn't stupid enough to join the military. Yeah. I like and that fight in you. They don't, they don't get it. They just don't get no, it. No, no, they don't. Because you've said something, you may as well have been speaking a foreign language. I also know that when people come into your country, which you, th that you think is your country, and they look different, like the Mexicans are doing in the U.S. at the moment, and their customs are different because they're used to a third world survival situation. How everyone suddenly looks down and, oh my goodness, they're so different, I can't live alongside them. And then comes the moral justification of why you think that way and, and, and the people are put down for having chickens and things we should all really have and stuff like that. In fact, things which your fairly recent ancestors had themselves. Countries don't get risen up because people are really hard working or any harder working than anyone else. In the history books of even economics, they admit that countries are designed to come up and flourish and lead. Do so with the free availability, the cheap, the, the easy availability of credit and the absence of bureaucracies and all kinds of local and national laws. That's why they came up. Not because of any speciality on our part, or because our God is better than their God, or, or anything less, or anything like that. It's completely different. Understood again, but not by those who come head on with a culture clash, which is an upsetting time for everyone. And yet everything that's happening is designed to do so and planned and encouraged by those who own your culture and your nation. But we shouldn't turn on those because they're the effect or side effect of the agenda. It's also interesting that if you fight something long enough, you hate it. In that which you hate, you become. You become until you lose that which you started to fight for in the first place. You become your enemy, and the enemy is you. You will see that in peoples who've been persecuted, who become the persecutors. And uh, eventually all the moral justification sounds flat even to those who participate. Listen, we're going to wrap it up for today because I'm on this tight schedule, but I want, we will be uh, having another talk that goes up on January the 11th. Is okay. that going to work for you? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I should have my, my temporary new teeth in by then. Okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> okay, and I'll, I've got pictures of the eggs that I can put on this video, and it's always great to talk to you. I thank you for joining me, and I'm going to look at the, the, the fellow that you mentioned earlier in this talk. I am going to listen to some of his videos, and we'll see where that leads. I think he'd be a good uh, real history guest. Okay. And he, even some of the guests he talked to as well, they're, they're very... You've got to clue up on what they're talking about. All right. Well, thank you so much, and thanks, everyone, for listening. I am going to uh, leave next week's episode as a surprise. I think it's a fun uh, kind of Christmas-themed guest and talk, but I I'll say no more. So thank you all, and have a good week.